Hello, beautifuls. Welcome back to Her Sexual Space podcast. I am your host, Janice Leonard, licensed professional counselor and sex therapist here in Texas and Colorado. Before we get into today's episode, please note that while we aim for relevant and relatable topics to explore, these episodes are not a replacement or a substitute for your own relationship with a mental and or sexual health professional. This episode is sponsored by Simple Practice. Running a private practice is rewarding, but it can also be demanding. Simple Practice changes that. This practice management solution helps you focus on what's most important, your clients. By simplifying the business side of the private practice, like billing, scheduling, and even marketing. Stick around for a special offer at the end of this episode. Today, we have Shavanna Francis. Shavanna Francis is a trauma informed, trauma recovery, and transformation coach coming to us all the way from St. Lucia. She is also the founder, CEO, and visionary of Espoir Life and Learning Incorporated. Shavanna specializes in helping Caribbean women heal unresolved trauma from childhood and past relationships, increase their self worth and confidence and radically transform their lives and relationships so they can truly own their power. In her practice, Shavana combines traditional therapy modalities and quantum embodiment practices, including breathwork, somatic experiencing, energy alignment, and manifestation. Her trauma work takes on psychosomatic approach that focuses on feminine embodiment and empowerment with emphasis on healing relational attachment trauma, money trauma, sex trauma, and restoring self-love. Welcome to the podcast, Shavanna. How are you doing today? I'm doing amazing. Thank you. Love to hear that. Thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. I know we had talked about it a while back, um, but I'm so glad that we're kicking the year off with you. Oh yeah, that's so true. I didn't even like it myself, but that is so true. I love it. Yeah, perfect timing. Yes. (laughs) So share with us um, how you identify, how you show up in the world, you know, share with us whatever you feel like you want to share with us. <laughs> I identify as a badass and I show up as that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> You're bringing the Capricorn energy already. <laughs> right? <laughs> I hope that works. But okay, if we're going for real, for real, my name is Shavana Francis and I'm a trauma recovery and transformation coach. I help Caribbean women. I wouldn't say heal. I used to say heal, but now I'm thinking transcend trauma because it's not just doing the healing work. It's really making your life unrecognizable after you've done that healing work. So changing your life completely. So that's what I help. I focus mainly on Caribbean women because I feel like we we live in a trauma context, but that is not acknowledged anywhere Mm. in the world. And so I I focus all of my energy on Caribbean women to really give them the opportunity to 
to have the bigness that other people and other women and other cultures and other societies get to have because we get to have it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That was such a powerful statement. (laughs) Yeah. So what inspired you to do this work? And of course, I know, like you said, we live in a trauma context. We know it. Right. Mm -hmm. But not everyone steps forward and say, Hey, we need to do something about it. So just share with me what inspired you to take that step. And even what was that light bulb moment for you? I think it was, it was a chain of events and I want to say I was born to do this because it really feels that way. I've always had this need and desire to want to push people. People have always been telling me, oh, you have a healing aura. Why haven't you, uh, why aren't you a counselor or whatever? And I'm like, for what? And I remember <laughs> one, one day in 2019, I remember I told my husband, oh, I know what I want to be. I was listening, listening to Lisa Nichols. And I'm like, I want to be a life coach because that's what she is. Yeah. And then I started writing down ideas and then my entire life went to shit two months after that. Mm-hmm. My marriage was on the line. My house was on the line, everything. Mm-hmm. And I remember I fell into the darkest depression of my life. Then I went to get help because I was losing it. I got diagnosed with four mental health illnesses in the space of like four months. And Going through the process, what the, the, the work that I did in therapy was DBT. So mm-hmm. anybody who's familiar with the mental health scope, they would understand exactly what DBT is. Mm-hmm. And whilst it helped me, I still felt like I was learning skills, but I wasn't dealing with what caused all of it to begin with. Now, just to give some background to that, I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. That's the biggest one. Mm -hmm. On top of the depression, anxiety and everything, that was the biggest one. And I remember always thinking to myself, okay, we're learning this skill so I can manage my emotions and I can learn to survive a crisis. But what about all of the things that led to me being there and having the, the, the borderline personality disorder to begin with. And I felt like I wasn't healing. I was, I was missing something. Yeah. So after a year of going through that, I just went on a whole quest. I'm like, Shavana, you have a PhD brain because I was at the time pursuing my PhD. Mm-hmm. So you're going to put it to use. You're going to research. And you're going to heal yourself. Yeah. And going down the journey, it was really, really hard but it was so empowering it was so enlightening and I was like I've been going to school for all these years I've been learning so much and I couldn't put my head around the fact that there was this whole world of education (laughs) that was there of things that people needed like just basic skills in terms of how to hold an emotion in terms of knowing that an emotion is not going to kill you because these are the things that we learn that you're not supposed to show any kind of emotion. Exactly. You're supposed yeah. to hold it. You're supposed to push it away. And there was so much available and nobody knew. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Everybody <laughs> needs to know this. Everybody needs to know this. Yes. And I'm a teacher as well. So I'm like, why aren't we teaching the adolescents that? Because that is where the prime. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. It just came and I just unleashed a whole new version of myself and I decided that I was bringing this to the Caribbean. I was bringing this to women and 
the mission deepened because when I started to learn about trauma, I realized that I had so much trauma in my background. Mm-hmm. I started to get back memories of my own childhood sexual abuse. Yeah. I had been in an abusive relationship for six years. I It was so much. And I remember my mom had gone through all of this. My mm-hmm. sister had gone through all of this. And then I was going through all of this. And they didn't have tools. So even now, they still are struggling because they never had the support. They never had the tools. And so for me, it became even more meaningful to bring this to the everyday Caribbean woman because she doesn't get to have it. She is not available. And so I'm doing it for my mom. I'm doing it for my sisters. I'm doing it for my aunts. I'm doing it for all the mothers out there. I'm just doing it. And you're killing it. You're a badass. (laughs) And I remember, you know, just describing you as a powerhouse because that work is not easy. Um, I can only imagine the amount of resistance because we really downplay mental health in in Mm -hmm. the Caribbean. And I, I wrote about that a lot in grad school because I was learning so many new things. And like you, I was getting flashbacks. I was getting memories of things that I witnessed, which was mental health disorders or were mental health issues, Mm -hmm. but we stuck in this cycle of that's how that person is. Right. Or, you know, we don't talk about this person because, you know, they're so-and-so. But so much of that was coming to the forefront and it really helped me gain some clarity and understanding and just the roots of, Mm -hmm. of all of it. But yeah, you've essentially just shared your your story right behind Espa life and, and learning mm-hmm. um how does the community respond to your your services i know you've launched a few programs so far yes. um what kind of response do you get and you know i wonder too what does your you know do people stay in the program you know do you see any dropout rates so Initially, when I first came on the scene, I came and I was talking a lot about my past experiences. And so a lot of women identified with that, but they identified with it in the context of the victim. Mm. And so a lot of them came to me in the same codependency pattern and wanting me to save them, wanting me Mm. to, to, to validate that the other person was wrong and they were a victim. and. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. And so I've, I've had to shift the way I present to people so that they know that even if I've gone through this, even if you've gone through this, none of us are victims. Mm-hmm. Yes, a crime has been committed, but none of us are victims because we are powerful. We are badasses. We can pick it up. We can move forward. And so now I'm seeing that while some people can vibe with that, some people cannot because they cannot see their own power. Yeah. And is that why you, and I wonder, is that part of changing healing to transcending? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because when, when we talk about just healing it, it's almost as if, okay, I'm, I'm, I've healed and that's it. Mm. Healing mm-hmm. is lifelong. You're going to keep yeah. healing forever mm-hmm. as long as you're living. <laughs> and that's why I always refer to the healing work as badassery. Mm-hmm. And they say badassery is a lifestyle. So any anytime somebody comes into one of my paid experiences, the first thing they say is, this is going to be the hardest thing you ever had to do mm-hmm. in your life. And 
you're committing to a lifestyle change. You're not just coming here and doing work with me for a few weeks, a few months, and then that's it. You're going to have to live the rest of your life doing what we started here. Yeah. And when we end, that's when the real hard work begins because that's when you're on your own. You don't yeah. have me pulling you and pushing at you. And that's where the real work begins. Yeah. It's that everyday application. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I'm seeing that some some women cannot see their own power. So when I'm talking about you're being you're a powerful person, and now I'm talking about having that jaguar energy, you know, that mm-hmm. primal energy that is that you were born with that was buried under all of the heaps of trauma, but that power is there, that animalistic power that you get to have is raw power. Mm-hmm. And some women just cannot see it in themselves. And that's okay. That is okay. But I do have women who leap at it, who are like, yes, I want it. Help me. I'm doing whatever you see. Even if they're going slow, even if they're going fast, they're going. And yeah, I I think to answer your question, with any space, you're going to have people that are going to fall off, who are going to drop out and who are going to just feel like it's too much. Who are going to feel like... We see that in therapy too. Yeah. (laughs) I don't have what it takes or... They feel like they can do it alone. And so it's like, I, I, I got this. And not realizing that that hyper-independence is also a trauma response. It's like, I got this. I can do this. I'm going to do everything by myself. I don't need anybody. And they fall off. So yeah, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for, you know, just sharing that. Yeah. So what issues do you typically you know, work with, what shows up in your, you know, your paid experiences as well as your programs and just what results do you often see? So the the women who I've worked with, I've noticed all have a history of deep rooted childhood trauma. But what I what I wasn't anticipating was the amount of sex trauma. So there's a mm. lot Everybody that comes to me because I, I've crafted my coaching in a way that we're focusing on the attachment trauma, that primary rupture that happened in childhood, no matter at what stage it was that created that yeah. breakdown in relationships and created that toxic pattern and coding for relationships. That's what I really want to help people work on. Yeah. So Almost every woman who comes to me, I think almost every Caribbean woman who hasn't gone through a process of healing has these kinds of traumatic relationships because there's an attachment rupture. But so many of them have sexual abuse in their background. So many of them have sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. And another thing I work on as well is money trauma because in the Caribbean we have so much money trauma. We, we it, it, It's defined as a poverty context. And so of course there's going to be money trauma, but we don't yeah. even realize that. We don't name it as that. And so we don't acknowledge it and work with it as that. And then when you tie that into the, the brokenness in, in the relationships and the low self-worth and all of these things, you find that all of these things start to marry with each other. So Women are in broken relationships, but they're staying because financially they're dependent. Women are selling their bodies in exchange for money or security for their children. It, it is really bad. So I, I, I'm 
working this year to focus everything that I do on these three things, that attachment trauma, money trauma, and sex trauma. And And of course, Mm -hmm. we're wrapping all of that up with that beautiful bow of self-love, self-compassion, and Mm -hmm. power, power, badass power. That's it. That's, yeah, that's some powerful work. That is, yeah. I love that. You know, those themes. Yeah, those are some major themes. And I, I wonder to do you see a lot of denial, right? I oh. and I know <laughs> I feel like there's I I see it right firsthand. Yeah. Right. Sometimes there is a lot of denial on, you know, some of their own their own ruptures early on in childhood and even around the money and the relationships. Like <laughs> they have to acknowledge at first, right? Yeah. And sometimes the denial doesn't even come from just wanting to deny it. It comes from just not being aware. Mm -hmm. Because it's so normal that if you acknowledge it as being abnormal and being trauma, then you have a problem. And so the denial is sometimes because, but that's what everybody's doing. That's just how life is. (laughs) So how can I define it differently? Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, you know, for that work yeah. and putting yourself out there. You know, I, I follow your work and, you, you know, just how much you share about your own journey, which I think it's such, it's this key, right? To connecting with that client, connecting with that woman who mm-hmm. might be just scrolling on social media and not realizing like, Hey, this, this is me. This is something that I need to work on. And that's something we can't really do on the therapy side of thing because of ethics, yes. <laughs> which yes. I hate. I, I actually love self-disclosure when I can use it to move someone, yes. but it's not something that the, you know, our, licensing boards kind of frown on. So, you know, we have to be very careful about how we do that. But I love that part of coaching because you can really dive into that and you can walk with people outside of the office and Mm -hmm. connect with them that way. So thank you so much for your work. And um, I wonder too, um, you know, what what are your best hopes? So I know you said you focus less now on healing and more so transcending. Mm -hmm. Is there a timeline for that? And what are your best hopes for the people you work with? How do I answer that? I think my my best hope is that every single woman gets to live the life that she desires to live. You know how we have these desires in our hearts, but then we tell ourselves, I can't do it. Maybe it's not for me. Maybe I'm not enough. And as soon as you start going to the, I'm not enough, then no, we pull that back. So my best hope is for every single woman to live the life that she desires to live, no matter what her past looks like. Mm -hmm. No matter what that past has in it, you get to live the life that you desire. And it's not about not healing. Now it's, Healing is the first step. Healing is about regulating your nervous system. It's about decoding these patterns and decoding these beliefs that you've taken on. And once you've done that work, now you get to move into your power. Now you get to bring out that raw power. Now you get to embody it and run with it. And now you start to work on the quality of life that you're going to live. 
Now you start to decide what kind of relationships you're going to have. And you get to have the love that you want. You get to have the success, the wealth, everything that you want without trading anything for the other. Mm -hmm. Because we were told that, especially as women, you you get either or. Yeah. It's not either or. It's this and, and (laughs) plus. Right. right? (laughs) You get to to have all of it. And for me, that is the transcendence piece of it. And that is what I really want women to have. I, I, I desire wholeheartedly to live in a world where there's no abuse, mm-hmm. where children get to be children, where Caribbean people can access well, where we have healed bloodlines from all of the patterns that still live with us from slavery and we can move forward and create a new life for ourselves, for our children, where violence and crime and all of these things that come as a result of the trauma, as a result of all of these things that we experience and we're taught are totally erased from our life experience. Mm-hmm. I, I dream of it too. <laughs> and I want it so bad for our children. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot that we carry and a lot of this work has really made me zoom in, right? I think sometimes we look at our mothers, we look at our mm-hmm. aunts, we we look at our family and all of a sudden it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense why some people are stuck in the patterns they're stuck in, but they have to want, you know, they have to want to see something happen differently, mm-hmm. you know, and that can be hard. And I wonder for mm-hmm. you, like going through this healing work and seeing some of your own family members stuck in that pattern, like how... <laughs> How is that for you? Like, <laughs> it is hard. It is hard, and I don't know if, if you if you know that we all have this this role. And for me, mm-hmm. coming from a place of codependency, I've been a savior a lot. So I always need to save somebody, and I always want to save the women in my family. And I've learned that I can't do that. And doing my work saves them in a way because they get to see what's possible for them and then they get to make the choice because your power is in your choice. Mm -hmm. Do I want this for myself? And I've seen just by me doing my work and me showing up differently in the world, Mm -hmm. the people around me show up differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so for me, that, that, that is enough Mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm honoring me and I'm, moving away from trying to control everything and everybody around me and want everything to work the way I want it into a place of acceptance (laughs) that this is beyond me. I would love to have it differently, but it's beyond me and that is okay. Yeah. That was hard to do. um, Yeah. Yeah. I, after my own work in therapy years ago, before I graduated, (laughs) I had to confront these things and that was life changing. When you get to that place where you don't want to just fix, 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 and you show up the way you want to show up, I think there is so much power in modeling. Mm-hmm. You know, oftentimes we think we need to direct, <laughs> but we just mm-hmm. need to model. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Show that people what that so looks true. like. Mm-hmm. That is so, so, so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I'm not a mom, but I, I would love to know how is it for you as a mom? Like you've done your work. How does that? translate in your family? I think, you know, when you talk about, you know, healing from generational trauma and all Mm -hmm. of that, 
you know, it shows up in just the way we talk to our kids, how we discipline, um, you know, leaving room for their own individuality, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, um, I try not to, I try to balance parenting guidance and leave, you know, just leaving room. So my kids understand that you are your own person. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we can just talk as that, you know, I think one of the key things of parenting is raising healthy adults. And I think some people struggle with the idea of this is what we're doing. We're not raising a child to be a child forever. We're we're helping you develop the skills to get to a place where you're independent, you know, and I probably say it a lot that I'm not always going to be around. So I need you to know how to do some of these things and take care of yourself and, um, you know, just have some of those basic communication tools. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I had an example of that today and something as simple as, you know, my son started, um, setting his own barbershop um, appointments, you know? So last time we had a bit of a a mess up in our schedule, you know, he set the appointment, but he never told me that sort of thing. So I I really told him like, you need to work on your communication skills, right? If you book the Mm -hmm. appointment, you need to tell me. So now I can drop you off and pick you up and whatever. (laughs) So today he, um, he messaged me like the the appointment is at 4 PM. He got the response while he was at school. So he didn't, he couldn't text me. Um, um, so I was like, great, you did really good with your communication today. And something as small right. as that, right? And not yes. beating them down. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of how that shows up for me. But I really focus on that individuality um, and admiring how they come into themselves, how they show up in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's what it looks like for me, right? That might look different for other people. And yes. of course, I don't spank. We talk about things. I let him know if I'm disappointed in mm-hmm. something that he did. Um, and we take it from there. Um, so that's you. I, I did grow up on a lot of spanking. Um, Girl, <laughs> I, was, I like that you brought that up because I was about to see that, that even the way we parent mm-hmm. in the Caribbean, we don't even realize how much trauma we're mm-hmm. putting on children. Yeah. And even as teachers, I'm a, I'm a teacher, I work in a secondary school mm-hmm. and I see my colleagues and the way they speak to, speak about and, and treat the, the, the children, the young adults. It is so disheartening. It, it, it breaks my heart. And I'm like, I cannot do this for much longer. <laughs> I really cannot because I want to be on the other end telling you, hey, this is how we do it. And we have this culture where if I'm older than you, then I know more than you. We don't, we don't acknowledge yeah. people's agency. We don't acknowledge people, people's individuality. Like you said, you do with like your children and oh, it, it is, it is tough. Oh, yeah. It is tough. <laughs> Oh yeah. Trust me. I have been through my own, you know, and like I said, through grad school, I had to really confront because they would let us write all these papers dealing with our own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really had to zoom in on areas where I, I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember having to write a full letter just so I can have access to a house key. <laughs> can you imagine that? <laughs> wow. Just to have access to having uh, a key to coming to my grandmother's house, you wow. know, if I was running late or if I was out with my friends, I had to like write a letter to, you know, really advocate for why I need this. Wow. <laughs> and I like to tell my son these things because sometimes they don't understand like where you came from. 
So recently I was talking about that. So yeah, that was just one of my examples. But yeah, so you have delivered a number of programs and I had the pleasure to present in one of your groups. So which program would you say has been the most impactful and the most rewarding for you and for the ladies? I I, I think it's between Coding for Confidence, which is my group coaching program and the one-on-one coaching. Mm-hmm. Coding for Confidence was just it was just a baby for me. It was a passion yeah. project, mm-hmm. getting to bring all of these healing modalities together, together in yeah. one single context and to offer that. That was such a beautiful journey. Yeah. I remember looking at your your outline and I was like, what? And what an amazing program. And I want everyone yes. to take that. Like you were touching on every week. It was just getting better and better and deeper and deeper. Um yeah, from just looking at the outline, I could tell that was definitely powerful. Yes, it's coming back again, new and improved. So yes, I'm excited. But when I when I really look at my one-on-one coaching and to have women come in in one context, in one light, and then to see them transform every single week, that that continues to blow my mind. When I even just thinking about it, I'm like, oh my goodness, it's so humbling and it's so exhilarating at the same time that you get to see somebody's life change. You get to see somebody become a different person. Yeah. Because you're walking with them, because you're holding space for them, because you're giving them the tools and the resources and Ah, that, that, nothing compares to that. And even if I know the work that I do is powerful, I know I'm telling you to come because I will help you change your life. But when I see you change your life, (laughs) it still gets me. I'm, I'm blown away. I'm speechless every time. Yeah. Like they did this. You did this for you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's powerful. And just thinking of their reach, right? I think when one person is doing that work, imagine the impact that has on yes. their family, yes. their children, yes. their, their friend groups. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I call the ripple effects because I've, I've now said that my mission is to create a tidal wave of change. And so these little effects that you're talking about, how everybody around them changes, these are the ripple effects of the time. Everything shifts. It's not Mm -hmm. just you. You don't just do this for you. You're doing it for so many other people. Yeah. Love that. So, I mean, you talked about all of the rewarding parts. What what would you say is the most challenging parts of coaching? Oh, I would say having to sometimes hold space for people when you're falling apart yourself. Yeah. It, it, sometimes that, that one that one hits because especially towards the end of last year, I started getting the memories back. I started going through all kinds of spirals and then I still had to show up powerfully online. That was so hard. That was so hard to do. So I, I think that that's where the challenge is for me. Yeah. Okay. 
and I'm guessing, you know, taking care of you is just as important. So we're Definitely. able to, you know, you know, what, what do you do for your own self-care? How do you take care of you, right? So you can still show up in all of those roles, your work, you know, marriage, <laughs> you know, your additional work. You know, I wonder what do you do to take care of you? I do a lot. And so, sometimes I don't do anything. I want to be very transparent with that. Sometimes yeah. I don't do anything and I let myself fall apart because falling apart means I get to learn where I still need healing. Yeah. And it's easy to get lost in, okay, I have the tools, let me just do all of these things. And instead of using them to help yourself, you start to use them to block yourself, you know, mm, to not yeah. feel the emotions, mm-hmm. to not go through the pain. Yeah. So sometimes I, I throw a tantrum. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I sit and cry. <laughs> sometimes I feel yeah. sorry for myself. I play the victim. I do all of it, but I witness myself doing it. Mm-hmm. I hold myself accountable whilst I'm doing it. I'm very mindful of it. And then I take the lesson and I work forward with that. Good. And what, I, what I've recently from... About September, I've gone into strength training. So I'm now in the gym. Nice. Yes, <laughs> I'm building my, my my body, not in the context of getting sexy, yeah. in the context of learning how to build a connection with my body mm-hmm. because I've never had that. Intentionally, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I'm on that journey too. <laughs> it's also It's also helping me build strength because I've never felt strong yes. in my body. I've never mm-hmm. trusted my body to keep me safe. Oh my God. We're, we're on that same journey because that's kind of where it came from for me. Like I, I need to feel stronger. Like yes. I, I, I didn't, I have never really felt that. Yes. Especially when you're a little fragile woman like us. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it, I, I've had this deadly fear of men, especially when they have big muscles. Mm. and being around the men in the gym, sometimes I feel so scared and I let myself feel it and I push and it's hard, but I'm doing it. Um, I've also started doing breath work. So I do a lot of intentional, active breathing. Working out is a good opportunity to pay attention to that. Yes. Yeah. And I also became certified as a breath facilitator so that I could do it better with myself and with my clients. Um, I started strengthening my spiritual practice as well. So it's not just the mindset work and the body work, it's also doing that spiritual it's work. all of it, the yeah. whole wheel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I've been doing a lot more because that's why I said that after a while, once your nervous system has been regulated and you know all the things, yeah. like, you, like what do you do? Mm-hmm. That's where you move into the transcending. You yeah. have to start doing more. You have to step up the work a little bit so yeah. that you can keep going because you're going to uncover deeper things mm-hmm. and you're going to have to pump up for that. Yeah. Love mm-hmm. it. And I love that you have those, you're doing this, right? You're yes. not just providing those resources, it. right? You, you're doing it. Yes. <laughs> and you can, you know, share, your, share, share that with your clients as well. So as we kick off this new year, I wonder um, what tips would you like to share with our listeners um, that can help them show up as badasses, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my first one is to declare that you are badass. 
as long as you declare that and you declare yeah. that you're gonna show up in that energy every mm-hmm. single day, then you don't need anything else, really. Yeah. The 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 badassery is not this big declaration. The badassery mm-hmm. now is in the tiny choices that you make, yes. the micro choices, mm-hmm. because that's where your power really is. It's not in the, I'm going to be badass or whatever. A lot of people hear me saying badass, badass, and now everybody's a badass. And I keep saying, (laughs) no, badassery is something that you have to embody. And so in a moment where you have to make a choice, you decide if you're going to do the same thing you've always done or if you're going to do something different. Yeah. And that choice to do something different that is going to push you in a totally different direction, not a worse direction, a better direction. It's going to push you in a different direction. It's going to challenge you. It's going to move you outside of your comfort zone. It's going to make you see yourself naked and watch yourself and hold yourself. That's when you're being a badass. Yeah. Can you say that again? I feel like I want you to say that again. (laughs) Whoever missed it. I don't know if I can say it again, but I, I I genuinely believe that it's in the micro choices. You you always have a choice and you have to decide, am I going to do the thing that I've always done? And that's what a lot of us do. I, I always do this. With, yeah, but it hasn't given you what you've wanted. And so now you have a choice to make a different decision. If you make that different decision, you push yourself, you challenge yourself. You have to force yourself to see yourself as who you really are, to accept your patterns, to see your ugliness as how you see it and to hold it. That's when you, that's when you start to become a badass. That's when. Love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. So yes. share with us. I know you talked about um you have a new program coming out soon, right? Yeah. Um, so show if our listeners um, you know, just the upcoming program, how they can connect with you and sign up, um, and any of your other master classes that you're doing. Yes. So 2022 gets to be the year of greatness. That's what I'm calling it. It's the year of greatness. Everybody gets to be great. Everybody gets to use the magic of the 222 and really make their life what they decide they want it to be. And I'm, I'm telling all of my clients, this is the year of you because you are the one deciding what this year gets to be. You can make it great. So what I'm offering, I'm offering so many new things this year. I don't even know what they are yet, but they're coming. Mm-hmm. I know for sure later in the year, I think that's the fall. I want to do a program on sex trauma and sex healing and the embodiment of your sexual power and your feminine energy. That is something that is so big to me. So I'm actively working on that one, getting ready, doing certifications, get, embodying the work. Yeah. Um, but for right now, I have the one-on-one coaching. I have Coding for Confidence coming up, opening up in February and again in August. Okay. And what you could work with me right now, if you're really excited about joining in and making 2022 your year, I have a Jaguar Royale community. This is where you step into your true power. This is where you learn to do the healing work. You learn to embody your power. And you make the next 12 months of your life the most expansive 12 months of your life. Yes. So it's about accountability and support. It's very different from coding for confidence. 
holding for confidence is about healing and nervous system calibration and really coming out of the trauma. Yeah. And then Jaguar Royale is about building on that. So even if you haven't started healing, you can get some courage to go into healing. And if you've done the healing, you get the accountability to stay, stay the course so that you don't fall out. Yeah. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. And I'm so excited for these women who are going to have access to that program. Yeah. Um, that's, that's exciting. Congratulations on all of it. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, share with our listeners where they can find you, how they can reach you and, um, you know, stay in touch with you. Okay. So the easiest place to reach me is on Instagram um, at I am Shavana, S-H-E-R-V-N-A. And also on Facebook at I am Shavana. Um, yeah. These are the easiest places to reach me. But e- Instagram is even easier than Facebook. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. It has been a pleasure to talk with you today, learn more about your work and share that with our community of listeners as well. I appreciate everything that you're doing. Like I said, I know it's a tough, tough community to work with, yes. but you're doing it. You're doing it. You're showing up, you're modeling, you're doing the work yourself. Um, you. So you're a badass just for that. You, you're, <laughs> you are. So continue to do the great work that you're doing and uh, I'm thankful for you I'm thankful I'm happy knowing that there's someone like you back home doing that work thank you thank you that means everything and thank you for the work that you do thank you so much it means a lot that (laughs) people get to do this with passion a lot of people don't do the work with integrity so to see you do it with so much passion I love it thank you so much this is community work I call it community outreach so yes Yes, that's what's that's my driving force. <laughs> I love it. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And um yeah, you take care. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on socials, and leave us a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can check out our new website at www.asexualspace.com or you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Her Sexual Space and Her Sexual Space Podcast. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time. Bye. This episode has been sponsored by Simple Practice, the leading practice management platform for private practitioners everywhere. More than 100,000 professionals use Simple Practice to power telehealth sessions, schedule appointments, file insurance claims, market their practice, and so much more, all on one HIPAA-compliant platform. Get your first $100 towards your first month of Simple Practice when you sign up for an account today. This exclusive offer is valid for new customers only. Go to www.simplepractice.com slash hersexualspace to learn more.